Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola from clevergirlfinance.com. So let me ask you this. If you knew that you could become debt-free in 18 months, how aggressive would you get? Well, my guest today is Joanne Wetzel, and Joanne is a freelance makeup artist and hairstylist who is currently transitioning her career. As a makeup artist and hairstylist, Joanne has had the opportunity to work with women in all different backgrounds and of all different ages. And during her work, she's recognized the need that women have to have encouragement and inspiration in their daily lives. And so as a result, Joanne is transitioning her career from being a hairstylist and makeup artist to actually helping women streamline their businesses so they can focus on what it is that they do best. And the reason why Joanne is able to make this transition in her career is because she has an incredible debt story. She and her husband paid off over $49,000 in debt in under 18 months. And they got super aggressive and radical around paying off their debt because they got to a point where they just had had enough and they wanted to be debt free. And by aggressive, I mean they got really aggressive. Joanne did things like waitress, her husband delivered pizzas, and she even went as far as donating her own eggs to earn some extra income to put towards their debt. That is how bad they wanted to get out of debt. That's how aggressive Joanne was willing to get to get that debt out of her life. And so their debt consisted of things like their student loans, um, car note, personal loan, medical bills, and their taxes. And they were just ready to become debt free. And so I'm super excited for you to listen to this episode because Joanne shares exactly what they did to get out of debt. But before we get started, if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, I would love it if you do. You can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and you can also listen to episodes on the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel, which I would love for you to subscribe to as well. And as we approach the end of the year, I know that it can be tough to stay on top of your finances. And also as you start to think of the new year, you want to start working on your plan to succeed with your money. And so if you need some help, if you need some guidance, if you want to join an amazing community of women who are doing this exact same thing, be sure to check out my academy at clevergirlfinanceacademy.com. Let's get into this awesome episode with Joanne Wetzel. Welcome to the podcast, Joanne. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Bola? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm so excited to um, have you share your story with my audience. You have an incredible story where you paid off $49,000 in less than a year and a half. Yep. Uh, before we dive into your amazing story, I'd love for you to tell the audience who you are, what you do, etc. Okay, yeah. Hi, guys. Um, so I'm Joanne May Wetzel. Um, I'm currently working as a freelance hairstylist and makeup artist, but as life does, I'm kind of transitioning out of that arena this year, and I've decided to... Well, first and foremost, I'm blogging. I've created a lifestyle blog that is focusing on transitioning out of my career as a makeup artist and into something else, which I'm still trying to figure out right now. So I think that um, sharing my story on the blog, my frustrations, my successes, my failures is a way for me to not only figure out what it is I'm doing with my life, but also to encourage other women to pursue their passions. And I love that you said that you're in transition and figuring things out because a lot of women who listen to this podcast, sometimes they don't know the answers to everything they want to do, right? And Mm -hmm. that's okay. It's okay to take time to figure it out and it's okay to take time to process and determine where your next steps are. I think we live in a society where, you know, there's just so many standards of what you should be doing, by what age, where you should be, and et cetera. And sometimes it's okay to take the pause and go through the transition and see where you are, where you need to be or where you want to be, basically. And I think, I think also just kind of in the same beat of that is 
our society also teaches us that we can only be one thing, right? And I have so many interests. And so I don't want to just be one particular thing. Yes, I'm a blogger, but I have a lot of other passions that I want to pursue as well. So I wanted that to be sort of my umbrella uh, over all of my different passions. Absolutely. And you know what's funny about, you know, society making us think we should be one thing? When you look at women, there are a million different things at once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I think for, you know, in many instances, um, we take for granted all our different, all the different roles we, pay, we play, you know, like for instance, you'll say, oh, you know, I'm a career woman and I'm a mom, but you forget that in addition to being the mom, you're the homework helper, you're the driver, you're the cleaner, you're the cook, you're the laundry lady. <laughs> Everything, all, all those things. Mm-hmm. Every single day. That's right. <laughs> so let's kind of dive into your story. You paid off $49,000 in less than a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So you probably got to a point where you felt like, I'm just sick of this debt. You, you and your husband paid off this amount, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. And you were probably, one day you woke up, I don't know if this is, I'm going to have you tell the story, but you probably were like, at some point, I'm sick of this, right? Mm -hmm. What was that moment? What was your enough is enough moment? What was the catalyst that caused the change? So our story actually begins as my story a lot earlier than uh, when we actually started paying off our debt, because I remember being like 22, 23, and I was in Barnes and Noble's. And I was looking at all these like financial books because at the time I had, you know, student loan debt, I had credit card debt. And I just felt like, you know, I can't three jobs is like not going to cut it for the rest of my life. And of course, I was in school and I was I was figuring things out. But um, that was many years ago. And then I had kind of known about financial people like Susie Orman and Dave Ramsey. And I thought, you know, that's for rich people. That's for people <laughs> that, you know, and I think that's the, the common misconception. But um, our enough is enough moment, I think was, and I remember the day it was December 3rd, 2014. I can't tell you exactly what triggered it specifically, but I do know that like my husband and I were sitting, we were sitting down in our house, um, that we had bought a few months earlier and we were just like, we're broke. Like we have no money to do the things that we want to do. We're literally, we are living paycheck to paycheck. Um, and we had just this moment of, what are we going to do about this? Cause this is not the way that we want to live the rest of our lives. Um, and to kind of give you a little background, we also had bought a house six months before where we had, uh, we actually got it on a VA loan, which is, I don't know if you know, is the most expensive loan that you can get for your, for your house on a 30 year VA loan. So we were paying an astronomical amount of money. And then two weeks before we decided to get sort of our finances in order, I bought a Prius. (laughs) It was used. I bought a car. And I just realized, I'm like, we really can't afford this. We cannot afford this. We had student loan debt. We had um, like a personal loan. We had dental work that we had to pay for. We had the car. And then, of course, we had a house now, too. So um, we were both just really just feeling the pressure at that Mm -hmm. time. So what do you mean by VA loan? So my husband was in the military and typically uh, one of the benefits of being a veteran is that you can get really, uh, you can get mortgages at a really, uh, without having to put anything down necessarily. And of course we didn't know any different because we'd never purchased a house before and we were just going based on what our mortgage lender, you know, was telling us would be the best option for us. But at the end of the day, the um, VA loans typically tend to have uh, higher interest rates. There's a lot of hidden fees and things that they don't tell you about when mm-hmm. they're signing you up for our mortgage loan. So it ends up being the most expensive over the life of the loan. So yeah. I love the fact that you said that you guys sat out, sat down on that day in December and you said, what are we going to do? And we can't keep living like this. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge, 
that's something that I really want you to, I want the listeners to recognize. And I'm sure you recognize it at that point is you have choices. Mm -hmm. And I get a lot of feedback on social media about I have all just all this debt but it is what it is I can't do anything about it right now it's not possible for me to pay it off but you sat down and you're like what are we gonna do I can't keep living like this and you came to that decision where you were like enough is enough and that's really important that regardless of where you are for those of you listening where you are in your with your debt how much you owe you have to get to the point where you decide that you can no longer keep living like this because that's going to be your catalyst for change and you know yes the amount might be large but then it's the actions and the mindset you have around what it is you want to accomplish going forward from that point where you say that I can't keep living like this mm-hmm. so do you mind sharing um Joanne what was your income when or you know just general what were you earning were you earning six figures if you don't mind sharing a specific amount around your income when you paid off all this money so just to preface this we at that time so 2014 i had only been in business as a makeup artist for two years and when you're first starting out in your business generally the first two to three years are your toughest years. Yes. Like you're, you're building your business, you're building your clientele, you're getting your name out there. So at that time I wasn't making a whole lot. Um, and my husband had also been transitioning out of firefighting into working as an arborist. And so we were both kind of in this position where we were starting over in our income really. So we were only making about, I think between 50 to 60,000 at that time, it was not an you know exponential income that we could just be like, okay, we're going to go pay off 40 grand really easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, um, did you want me to go ahead and start talking about the specific uh, things you did? Kind of the specific, yeah. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> okay, great. Um, cause I was kind of going to go in that train of thought, but so we, again, we got really, really intense. We sat down, we did a budget, we, we figured out the areas in which we could go ahead and just cut our expenses, which were not very frivolous anyway. So really for us, we had more of an income problem than we had a lot of debt. And so we, um, we did several different things. I picked up an extra job working as a waitress. Uh, my husband started delivering, he picked up a lot of overtime hours with his job as well as working, delivering pizzas on the weekends, which I think a lot of people do. It's, it's a lot of flexibility. Um, in addition to that, we sold whatever we could, like whatever wasn't nailed down in the house things, you know, we minimized, um, our household as well. And then in addition to that, um, I did something kind of radical and I, I donated my eggs, which, (laughs) which people are like, why, why did you do that? But I'm a health, I was a, you know, healthy 27 year old. And I felt that, you know, there are a lot of families out there that want children and I'm able to, to provide that for them. And in turn, it would help us. Um, pay off our debt a lot more quickly. Um, And then the last thing that we really did was I just took really any makeup jobs I could. I I really tried to build my business and just network and even offer my services pro bono to like gain clients to eventually, you know, create a new um, referral base too. So we did a lot of different things. We were really radical about it. Wow. So that's incredible. And I'm almost at a loss for words here because you got really aggressive and mm-hmm. that's one of the things I talk about um, when it comes to paying off debt or saving money. When I was trying to save, I got really aggressive and even now I'm still very aggressive with my savings goals around my kids, around what me and my husband want to accomplish long term and you did that and 
one of the pushbacks you probably get when you share the story is, well, there is no way you paid off that if you were only making 50K. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that, okay, you realize that this is what you were working with and what else could you do to increase your income to be able to pay off that debt? So selling stuff, minimalism, donating your eggs, that's crazy. <laughs> 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 but you did it right. That's how bad you wanted to get out of debt and you saw the opportunity. So for those of you who are listening, I encourage you, if you're in a space where your debt is overwhelming and you're sitting down wishing you were earning more, then I want you to look around you and determine what opportunities are staring you in the face that you could take advantage of to earn more. Can you sell things in your house? You know, Joanne, you talked about getting a job as a waitress. Um, Mm -hmm. Your husband was living pizza. Step off of your pedestal get uncomfortable no it's true because one of the issues that I find a lot is that people care too much about what other people think about them and I've been in that space before where I care what people think like when I was saving money and I would try to talk to people I knew they would you know I would get judgment so I stopped talking about it because I cared what they thought about me oh who Mm -hmm. is she to say she can save all this money and it actually took me a while to share that money story with my audience. I think I had been in business for like 10 months before I said, you know what, I'm going to put this out there regardless of what pushback, pushback I get. People think too much about what other people think about them. And the crazy thing about that is that in the process, you may get all this judgment. Oh, why are you donating your eggs? What? Pizza? You're delivering pizza? Or you're a waitress? But when you get past, to, get past the point where you've now accomplished your goals, like you've paid off 49K, right? People are going to want to know how you did it. That's why you're here on this podcast sharing your story. That's why people are listening to you right now because they want to know how you did it. So you cannot care what people think about you, ladies. You cannot care what people think about you because the minute you start to care, you're going to start getting off path from your goals and you're less likely to accomplish the things you want to accomplish in your life. So I love what you did. You got aggressive, you got uncomfortable, and now you guys have probably freed up a ton of money to do other Mm -hmm. things. We'll get into that. (laughs) But let's talk about how did you stay um, motivated? Because I bet you it was not like, oh, yeah, today I'm just going to walk to the clinic and donate my eggs. Oh, I'm so happy to be going to my waitress job. (laughs) How did you stay motivated? Um, I think it's really important, uh, especially if you're coupled, like if you're married or um, you have a spouse to to just talk about it. You know, it has to be you always have to have that conversation because, you know, finances is an every finances are an everyday thing. And so if you are, um, just like, Oh, we'll do the budget once a month and then we won't think about it again, then you're not going to meet your goals. So we, we spent a lot of time talking about it and, and sharing in our story about, you know, when we would come home from work, like, Oh, I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted, but Hey, this is another, you know, three, $400 towards our debt. Like that was really super inspiring. Um, I am a big Dave Ramsey fan and we listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of debt-free screams. Um, in addition to that, I, you know, not only did I get into the Dave Ramsey podcast, but I really, I got into a lot of other podcasts like motivation to move and the Ted radio hour and just listening to other super successful people who had endured so much, both not only financially, but also professionally that kept me focused. Cause I looked at them and I'm, and I was thinking, you know, they came from this really dark place and this really difficult place and they can do it. And that's how I felt like I can do this too. You know, it, as a first world nation, we are given so many opportunities that a lot of people in other nations are not given. And I think it's a most, I think it's a most, 
um, sad if we don't take it full advantage of those of those opportunities. And so that's why when we went back to wait tables or to deliver pizzas, like that was just a, that was just a period. That was just a season of our lives. It wasn't like mm-hmm. we were going to be doing that forever. And so I also want people to know that you can do it. You can get intense for a short period of time. You can do anything for a year and a half anything. As long as you have intention and you stay motivated and you stay focused and you also have someone, an accountability partner. Like for me, that Mm -hmm. was my husband, but maybe you have a good friend or, you know, maybe you have your mom or your parents or somebody else who's really good with money in your life that you can, you can look up to and that, that person will help to keep you motivated. And the time goes by so quickly. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you're in it, you're in it, but once you're out of it and you look back, it's like, Oh my God, the year and a half, the two years, the three years went by and it's now I'm here. So it's taking advantage of the time you have and living, you know, being present and understanding that every decision you make right now can either lead you to your success or lead you to further distress. So mm-hmm. it's important to it's important for folks to recognize that. Um, Absolutely. So let me ask you this. Um When you think back now on the progress you made, you know, um, your new financial outlook. um, And by the way, guys, I'm going to put the podcast Joanne mentioned in the show notes. But when you look back, if you could start over from when you first when you made one of your first big money mistakes, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, (laughs) that's a loaded question. I to be honest with you, I would stay away from credit cards. I would fully stay away from credit cards because that for me, when I was really young um, and I was going to school, I used credit cards as a crutch to buy groceries, to go out with friends. And very easily I racked up, I think it was 8,000. This was out, this, and this was out. We paid that off. This was outside of our 42,000. So we had, we didn't change the behavior. So we, we got into debt, we paid it off and then we got back into debt. So that was the debt, sort of the first portion of debt early on in my life. And You know, I would also say that, you know, work as much as you can when you're young so that you can enjoy your life. Because if you save more when you're young and you're more diligent about your money and you're smarter about it when you're younger, it's going to pay off, you know, much bigger for you in the long run in terms of like being able to buy a house, being able to cash flow a wedding, being able to invest for retirement, being able to travel, being able to pursue the opportunities that you want to pursue. And most importantly, being able to give back you know, and be able to do for others. And I think Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that, um, I have realized in being debt free is like, we're, we're just able to really help people out, you know, help other people that we love and care about, um, more than we ever could before. Mm -hmm. And I have another question for you around, um, Mm -hmm. your relationship with your husband. So were you guys always on board or do you guys ever have any disagreements around what you paid or someone wanting, someone wanting to spend <laughs> during the process. Because one of the, the challenges I, I hear my audience have, and I've actually gotten a few emails about this, is, well, I want to get my finances in order. I want to pay off debt. I want to save X, Y, Z. But my husband, my boyfriend, my partner is not on board. And they're being counter to what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I think that's just a really, I mean, that has to be a very real conversation you have with your spouse, because I think that if they're not on board, then you're not going to, they're sort of going to continue to drag you down in terms of the financial efforts. And so, you know, I think once, 
we hit, you know, December 3rd, 2014, we were both on board. We mm-hmm. both were like, we've got to change something. We have to do something completely different. And of course, prior to that, you know, I think I was more of the, um, the budget person, you know, didn't want to spend money, wanted to be smart. And my husband was a little bit more of the spender. And, and he, you know, again, we're not frivolous people. We don't have a lot of, you know, ex, we don't buy a lot of excess things. And, um, and so, but, but again, when our income was so low, anything that you spend is very extreme. And I think a lot of people that's, that causes a lot of money fights. Um, and so, you know, with, with your spouse, it's just, you just have to really sit down and want to, they, both of you have to be on the same page. Cause if you're not, it's just not going to work. Yeah. Um, and I wish I had more <laughs> advice for people, but we were, we were really just on the same page. But again, you know, that was after we had gone through. So that was December, that was 2014. I mean, but we'd been together since 2008. So you can, mm-hmm. you know, we had plenty of money fights those preceding six years. <laughs> I mean, we, it was not easy. And there were times where, you know, the money fights were almost the thing that was going to tear us apart, Yeah. you know? And, and I feel like a lot of couples, you know, that's, the, what the number one cause of divorce in the country is Absolutely, money yes. fights. Um, and so I'm just grateful that we eventually came to that sort of enlightened point where we were able to pay off everything because I don't know that we would still be together today if something didn't change. That is true. You know, a lot of divorces, most divorces happen because of money in one way or the other. It's tied to money. <clears throat> and what I typically tell people is that when you're in a relationship conflict is going to happen you know my husband and i we don't always agree on everything around money mm-hmm. that's just living a fairy tale if you think you're always going to be on the same page sometimes it's even like i want this kind of milk no i want this kind of milk you know it's right. like it's the dumb yeah. stuff but <laughs> like you said that communication has to be there and i think just being an outsider looking at many other relationships from the women i work with it's the approach right Mm-hmm. Try different approaches because you know best the person that you're with. So you know you can test out different approaches that you think will work. Maybe it's not overwhelming them with a big, let's sit down and bring all our paperwork out and have this conversation about money. Maybe it's just talking about your goals and then leading them to the point over conversations to see how actually being able to accomplish those goals can be a reality if only you do X, Y, Z. Or mm-hmm. maybe going in small approaches okay you don't want to deal with the entire big picture we know what the big picture is but instead let's just focus on this part of our finances and having that conversation and you with the finances you have available to yourself start being a good example start being you know a good manager and show them that you you know this is the outcome and i always tell a lot of women take over the family finances Mm-hmm. Give tell them you know what let me take it off your hands <laughs> this is so stressful let me do this and you deal with managing the money and honest if you're at a point where you feel like this is just not they're not trying to agree they're not interested they're they're just against everything you're trying to do when it comes to your finances then perhaps you guys need to have a bigger conversation about what 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 other issues are triggering because mm-hmm. sometimes disagreement is not because they don't want to get on board it's because of other underlying factors outside of the finances so yeah yeah absolutely so, a little bit on money and relationships for those of you who are <laughs> in that space so what steps are you taking joanne to make sure that your debt freedom is permanent so we've done a few different things um we so i ended up selling my 
beautiful Prius that I miss <laughs> to this day. And we, we bought a, an inexpensive car cash. So we have two paid for vehicles. So, uh, no car payments for us. Granted, we do drive older vehicles, but we maintenance them. Um, and I intend on driving my Toyota Corolla until it, the wheels fall off. So, um, we also, another thing that I have found that has been really, really important in anybody that I've listened, any successful person that I've listened to is, is creating multiple sources of income. So multiple streams of income. Uh, so that's one thing that we're doing to ensure, you know, we no longer go into debt. So with that, you know, like right now I'm currently working as a makeup artist and then I have a secondary income from the blog. And then I also sell, um, in with the kind of the beauty arena, I sell beauty counter products, which is a clean beauty line. So I kind of have, you know, multiple sources of income. Um, and then my husband has a really great job now. Um, and then also one of the things that I do is when I go to buy something, I I have these five questions on my phone that say, um, do I need this? Can I afford it? Do I have something like it? Uh, would I still want this in a year? If I look back, like would I still something that I just want really, really badly. Um, and is it useful? Like, is it going to just clutter up my house or is it something that I'm going to use again and again and find great use and joy out of it and value out of it? Um, and yeah, so I think just, like I said, creating multiple sources of income, really sticking to the budget, um, not overspending. We also uh, sold our house last year and we bought a smaller home. Mm-hmm. on a 15 year fixed mortgage. So we yes. are, um, even though our pay, our payments the same because we bought a slightly lesser expensive home. Um, but then we're going to be able to pay it off 15 years sooner, if not sooner than that. Like our goal, our ultimate goal is to pay it off probably within eight to 10 years. So by the time we're 40, we will have a paid for house. <laughs> I love it. And I'm just looking yeah. at your face. So guys, I'm actually, we're actually on video. I'm watching, <laughs> we're having a face-to-face conversation and her Joanne's face is so animated and you can tell how much, how happy she is about the fact that this debt is gone. And I'll tell you some interesting facts. I was recently at a women and money event and we're talking about, um, things that impact well-being as women because you know we we deal with things differently than men and one of the things on a survey of a few thousand women that was done was that women consider debt as the major impact taking on debt as the major impact to their well-being from a from a health stress weight gain some people even stop exercising because they're so down they feel a lot of pressure more so than men from um taking on debt and mm-hmm. on the flip side the women also said that one of the things that they feel as the best positive to their well-being was paying off debt and just looking at your face mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're you're like radiating joy because you know like you know what you had to deal with and now you're here. So you are now, you, you you freed up all this money, right? You're not putting money towards this debt. You're paying off your mortgage, which is amazing, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are the big dreams that now that that $49,000 is gone that you are considering pursuing? I know that you said you're in transition. You're kind of trying to figure out what you want to do, but you have other things that you're passionate about, like you know, clean beauty. I'm going to have you tell, talk about that. But okay. what is it that now you have, you have options now? <laughs> yeah. So I think, uh, you know, for me, one of the big things was that I really, 
in my business as a makeup artist, I got really like I lost my why because I was just trying to pay off debt. Like my goal was to pay off debt. And I realized after I finally, we were finally able to pay everything off that I didn't really like doing makeup as a business. I love working with women and I love making them feel inspired and encouraged and beautiful, but I didn't love doing it as a business. And so now being debt free, I can pursue whatever I want to do. Like it, it gives me so much, so many more opportunities because if I want to go take a $700 seminar or if I want to go back to school or if I want to start a business, we have the income to do so. I'm not, I'm not taking that income and giving it to, you know, Sally May or giving it to a credit card company. I'm saying I'm reinvesting in myself and in our future. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, and, and now we can go out to eat when we want, we can travel when we want, you know, certainly we are still, it's, it's, again, it's a constant process. You know, finances is something that you constantly have to be, um, you know, working towards and building towards and thinking about. And, and for us, and this is kind of a personal story I want to share, you know, we, so we got married last year and we cash flowed our wedding. Um, we sold our house and moved into an apartment and then we had a family illness. And so, um, my husband's mother-in-law got sick. And if we were not able to, um, if we were not able to, uh, have an emergency fund and be able to pay for things, we wouldn't have been able to be there with her and support her. So not only does it allow you the opportunity to pursue your dreams, but it gives you flexibility, right? So you can be there for the people who need you. Um, and just, and many other things. I mean, that's just like, <laughs> so I'm grateful that we were able to be there for her in her time of need. Um, and, and we had the income to do so granted, you know, it did definitely hurt us, um, financially, but again, the finances, like we're going to get back to a, to a place where we're, we're good again. You know, it's just, you're constantly working and building and growing and, um, it's an everyday process. Absolutely. And I forgot to ask you, what was, what was that 49 K made up, made up of? What kind of debt were you guys carrying? Yeah, so we had, um, my husband had a student loan um, that was $17,000. We had um, my vehicle that I had bought, um, which I can't remember exactly. I want to say it was like sixteen or 17000 that we still owed on that. We had a small personal loan, and I think we had a, another, like a medical bill, like a dental loan. I don't remember. This was three or, you know, a few years ago now. So, um, but yeah, collectively it was all 42000 And then, you know, me being a freelancer, I had the lovely self-employment tax. So that was, <laughs> that was wonderful, the IRS. Um, and then, yeah, and then we also ended up cash flowing our wedding too. So we had a lot of extra little things on top mm-hmm. of that, um, that 42000 well, this is such an incredible story, um, and I love that you are so open to share. I appreciate that, and I definitely think this is going to inspire folks, especially for the women who are listening that are feeling like, I only make this much, but my debt is this much. You paid off the equivalent of one year salary <laughs> yeah. in a year and a half yeah. because you got out of your comfort zone, you got aggressive, and you did what you had to do, and now you look back, you're like, that was totally worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, because now you have all these options. So that's amazing. Congratulations. And um, so as we wind down, I want to know, what is your Clever Girl superpower? <laughs> I thought a lot about this. Um, I, would, I would probably say having too many ideas because I have so many interests and having way too many ideas for various kinds of businesses. Um, not really. But I would say that my Clever Girl superpower is... Um, 
I, I find that I really have this gift of looking into someone else's business, like another, you know, girl boss or boss, babe, um, female entrepreneur, and being able to really find the areas in which they are struggling in their business. So one thing that I'm very interested in, in, in moving into 2018 is I want to get into doing like small business consulting and digital marketing for women, because essentially when they, um, can focus on, you know, their product or their service, I can kind of be the back end and help them streamline their processes, make their business more efficient. And so that they can really focus on the things that they love and enjoy. So I would say that's, that's my superpower because I have a lot of friends that have come to me over the business, over the years that, have asked me for help in business Mm -hmm. or just advice on, you know, marketing or budgeting or anything like that. So, um, it's probably, I don't know what other people say for their superpowers, (laughs) but mine is, mine is uh, catered to business. That's awesome. And everyone's superpower is unique to them and what they, you know, they do best or they do with the most passion. So I love that. So this has been such a pleasure. I appreciate you coming on to share your story. And I'd love for you to tell the listeners how they can keep in touch with you, where they can find you online, etc. Okay, yeah, awesome. So uh, they can head over to my blog. That's joannemay.com. That's J-O-A-N-N-E-M-A-Y-E.com. Uh, they can also find me on Instagram at Joanne May um, and Twitter at Joanne underscore May, Pinterest Joanne at Joanne May. And then on Facebook, they can find me at Joanne M. Wetzel, which is my married name. So uh, yeah, so all the things, all the places. <laughs> and I'll be putting links to that information and how you guys can keep in touch with Joanne in the show notes. So thank you so much for being here, Joanne. This was such a pleasure. Oh, thank you, Bola. I really hope to just continue to inspire women to uh, to budget and to live life to the fullest. So thank you so much. Yay. So I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode with Joanne, and I hope that you are motivated to go out there and knock your debt out. And if you loved what you listened to today and you haven't yet subscribed, please subscribe. You can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and you can also listen to episodes on the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel. And please, please tell friends about the podcast and don't forget to rate and review the podcast when you do subscribe. I appreciate you guys for listening and I'll be back again with a brand new episode soon.